0: Welcome to the rendezvous podcast again. I'm so very happy to have you, Mister Pastor, um, Evangelist, um, Prophet of the Prophets, <laughs> Mister John I can't Riles.
1: Stand you <laughs> It's so good to be back again.
0: I'm so glad to have you because you are real and you're not afraid to have raw, transparent, um, wise conversations. That's what the people's nope. need.
1: That's what we need.
0: Yeah. I'm going to do a quick little recap from last time. I think I love her. Part one. This is part two. You said, if you aren't doing anything for God, you don't need help. Ha! You said that. If you aren't doing on anything, it. if you aren't doing anything for God, you don't need help, men. Also, Jesus is the healer. Marriage is not a catch-all. So, whatever you had going on in your marriage or within yourself before marriage, you will still have that going on after you're married. It's not a band-aid. It's not a fixer. Only Jesus is the fixer. Yeah. He said that. Um, Apostle Hicks yeah, also... Guilty. S- <laughs> guilty. That was me. <laughs> Apostle Hicks, we had him on the last episode. He said, marriage is not about happiness. It's about God building a purpose in the earth. He said, sisters, don't settle. And then he also said to everyone, marriage is two wholes, not halves. It's two whole people. And I always wanted an equation for marriage, and I'm, I like math, so it made sense. One times one equals one. Beautiful. Yes, it does. Nice and simple. Cause God is not a God of addition. He's a God of multiplication. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so this time I wanna hit you with the the first question. Easy one. Why are you married?
1: he's gonna jump out and yeah, huh? yeah
0: we're gonna come out swinging um,
1: in a nutshell uh-huh. I am married because of the purpose <clears> of God <throat> we can put love in there um, a, a lot of other things but if you just cut it down cut the fat out of it <laughs> purpose Yeah, I could not have done my purpose cannot still to this day not do it without the safety and the covenant and the protection of marriage. So when we first got married, the day that we got married, we started youth pastoring. And my father who married us asked us this question about marriage. He said, why do you think that it's significant that God would throw you into ministry the day after your marriage? So it's, it's really purpose. Yeah. Purpose has everything to do with the timing, the length of the time that we've been married the struggles the battles the victory purpose
0: yeah now let's let the audience know I haven't given you any questions before this it's just straight real wrong. you know what I'm saying so with you saying that you led so good you know last time y'all was leading me on into my segues real nice and purdy and you're doing it again this time So you said, yes, you said that there is a safety, there is protection in marriage. My question to you, because I know that there are people out there who are just together. You know what I mean? We're, I'm committed to you. You're committed to me. We ain't out here thotting and bopping on each other. It's just us together for, you know, our version of forever. Why not common law? Why couldn't you do a common law marriage?
1: Um, for me? You're talking, for you.
0: For, me. for you and what your Bible say. Why couldn't you just do common law?
1: <laughs> because I needed to. We needed to make it known before God. I think the common law thing is when we get together, I, I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have been well with common law. I needed the you know the scripture talks about the uh, or the ceremony where there's the uh, the salt covenant mm-hmm. where two people have a bag of salt and you take your grain of salt out of that bag and you exchange a grain of salt with that other person's bag and you mix it up and the covenant is that if you can find you can get a divorce if you find if you can find your grain of salt that you put in that other wow. person's bag we don't doing it no more but that's another I've subject. never heard of that salt covenant.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've I'm seen, that- you know, when people take the the salts and they pour them in the one jar together.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar uh, similar concept. Wow. But common law not have worked for me because um, I mean, common law is you live together long enough. When you got bills in each other's name, mortgage, etc. The, the state recognizes you as a marriage. But I, I needed the covenant of God to hold me together because there have been a whole lot of times in her Mm. as well that we have wanted to walk away and the state wasn't going to forbid us (laughs) but the principles of God and the covenant I made with God and among those people who were there at our wedding as witnesses to that covenant we said it's just too much riding on this to just give it up because we uh, didn't like something the other one said or something happened etc. So yeah, the common law thing just it wasn't strong enough. The common law ain't strong enough. I needed the covenant of God.
0: Come on. You needed God's stamp of approval yeah. on it.
1: But the state of Oklahoma wasn't strong enough.
0: You know what I'm saying? Because we don't we don't we don't rest our, our faith on the state of Oklahoma. We rest our faith on on God,
1: on Jesus. I can't hear nobody on the podcast.
0: <laughs> Amen. Is there one? Okay. <laughs> so one part that i appreciate that you said was y'all could have walked away from each other there was a part where you was like okay well you getting on my nerves a little bit too much okay all right I'm, I'm a little bit sick of it a little bit um how important is it for y'all to be not fr- well let me back up because i almost assumed real fast on there real fit real quick are y'all best friends? That's the first part. Are, would you consider her your best friend? Part two: How important is friendship, even if she's not your best friend? How important is friendship? But is she your best friend? Is Brittany your best friend?
1: Are you ready? Are you ready? I want to say yes, yeah, so because that's cliche. I, I'm gonna say it like this: I have. <laughs> it would be her. It, it would be her. And then I have a brother named Brandon. Mm-hmm. Now. I'm going to say we we can you have more than one best friend? You I know think so. such thing as two best friends? I
0: okay. think so. Because
1: she's not okay because she's not my one and only she's not my only yeah my, <laughs> I love her to death I can talk to her about but my bro, my brother mm-hmm. I don't have to um you know word it in a way that's not going to hurt his feelings you understand? Know, what I'm saying <laughs> I got something to say and him and, him with me so both relationships I can talk about whatever i need to say share whatever i need to say but uh, yeah she and and we have worked on that brandon my my best friend in addition to britney we've been friends for over 25 years
0: oh my gosh but you're just a baby yourself you look like
1: you look like you might have a two-year-old i might i might have a (laughs) two-year-old yeah But i've known he has been uh We've been through every phase of life together from five years old to on up. So when Brittany and I first got married, that was an argument in our relationship mm. because she didn't understand the dynamic of he and I's friendship. So we had a tighter friendship than me and her did being married. Mm-hmm. So Brittany, we have grown into best friend friend I love that. But it didn't start that way. And your second question was what? Would you say?
0: How important is it to be friends? Cause I'll say this and I'll cause you know I like a good dialogue, you know what I'm saying? And I'm I, I kind of do the podcast for me and I do it for other folks, you feel me? So yeah. my um yeah, but come on, you know that's how you that's how you know your purpose. What's going on with you? you I ain't mad me? at you. <laughs> so for me, myself and my significant other, we are like legit friends like it didn't it didn't necessarily start off like uh hey let's be friends like you're a cool person we should hang out oh my gosh I think I love you it was more like um whoa there's a lot that we have in common spiritually naturally emotionally this is weird it this is almost too good to be true weird like let's kind of like hang out some more and see if this is like one of those God things. Cause I don't understand how you're like this knitted with my life and I just met you, I'm nervous. And then like after kind of exploring what we believe to be a God ordained connection, it was like, man, you the homie too. You're kind of tight. Like I'm like, I, rec- <laughs> I rocks with you.
1: The homie.
0: Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, how important is friendship?
1: I think friendship is essential. When 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 you start talking about relationships and relationship building, vulnerability is like one of my favorite words for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So any couples, any any dialogue that Brittany and I are having or have had. I'm always looking at vulnerability because I don't think that you can really build something that's genuine without getting naked emotionally. And so friendship, friendship is essential. Trust is essential. And for your listeners, if you remember from the last conversation we had, Brittany and I only dated for for three months. She says two, I say three. (laughs) So we didn't really have a lot of time. To develop a strong friendship down through the years and etc i didn't know her people she didn't know mine so everything was rushed mm-hmm. so it was a hard learning curve even after we got married there was a ton of things that she didn't know about me i didn't know about her and i was like, like who are you is that your <laughs> real name who is this woman <laughs> so friendship inside the marriage was really built we didn't build a friendship first it wasn't a cold-blooded friendship mm-hmm. this was a stranger mm-hmm. that i was marrying and she would say the same so what we have come to realizing that friendship is is essential you, you can't do it without without friendship
0: so i'm gonna there's a there's a a seg a, a sect of questions that we could okay. lead into However, I want to spice it up real quick. Come on. So because y'all were strangers, because y'all were just getting to know each other, but you trusted God. If y'all did not hear his um, testimony regarding his marriage, just slight plug. It was out of obedience to God that they got married. It was, right. hey, what you think of her? I think that's your wife. You need to do this. All right, fine. Now,
1: Shears, we got to add this into, I saw the booty first.
0: Yes, the Before booty first.
1: Right. I said, I she didn't had to put on that out. the pants.
0: <laughs> I remember yeah, don't that. Only that part. She had left. on some right, pants. And you was like, what mm-hmm. the booty do? And she was don't like, Sir, I'm saved. <laughs> and she was like, Sir, I am actually saved. And you was like, All right, all right, all right, all right, you know, all right. I'll I like y'all story a lot. Maybe we'll come back to it at the end. But I wanna know. The listeners wanna know. This is a listener question, actually. Listener question. How do you maintain your love life for you and your spouse? What keeps it alive? And I wanted to segue from that to this because sometimes if you're in a relationship already for a minute, you kind of like are learning a person or when you get into the marriage, you're like, okay, I have an idea of something that you may or may not like. If y'all are talking about it leading up to (laughs) D-Day, get it? (laughs) D-Day. (laughs) but how do you keep your love life vibrant and let me see what their other what the other part of it was yeah how do you maintain your love life for you and her and what keeps it alive that's a
1: listener question okay so I'm gonna answer two ways I'm gonna answer for those who have children and for those who don't have children yet
0: yes please
1: you have children sell them
0: sell them sell them
1: yes I'm telling you I'm telling you what I know And, and, and you can't you can't send them to the same person every time you gotta spread it around you gotta have a tribe you gotta trust the community but the reason why I say get rid of the kids is because they are blockers yeah they don't mean no harm but you know if you've got children y'all will identify with this if you try to go to the bathroom by yourself <laughs> come on depending on what your kids are you can't even use the restroom in privacy and they don't mean any harm they, they, don't, they just there's like this switch <laughs> on the inside of your of, of my i know my children that when they know we trying to have some alone time this this alarm just goes off in they <laughs> spirit to say, what are they doing? I need a drink of water. I need, I need you to find my planner. Come on. The dog will start barking. This is, so I would say this for those who have children. Um, get out of your normal routine as much as possible. Oh, Even if that's you can't good. get to town, get a room. It has saved our marriage. We go out of town as much as we can. The change-up of... We were reading this book called The Anatomy of an Affair. Plus, oh. it's by Dave. D-A-R-D-E-R. The Anatomy of an Affair. And one of the things he talked about in the couples that he interviewed was that one woman said everything was good, the money was good, um, everything was good, but it just became boring to me. Yeah. It became routine. So we got out of town... Um, we will get a room, a staycation, if we can't get out of town, just to get away with no interruption. <laughs> I can hear nobody. <laughs> I <laughs> but, love it. <laughs> <laughs> you got me on his cuff. Oh my god! <laughs> but for the for the singles or those who don't have any children, the same. But I also want to add this in there. To keep the love life for yourself and that other person spicy, I think that especially for, you, for my church listeners.
0: Yeah, wait, wait, wait. We wait, have wait. been. Wait, okay. yes. Okay. Church folks, if there's ever a thing that I'm excited to be married about, I'm just excited so I can come at their next, okay? I'm excited to come at the necks of the skirts of the of the, oh the cloth. God. The prayer. I'm excited to come at you. These ready to necks. choose violence. I'm. I chose it already. I just need to inflict it. Okay. You see my my hand and my fist. I. This is real. Because if there's anything that I learned when I I decided I decided for me I don't want to be a person that gets into marriage and I'm like oh, okay well. Well, if you touch me do it soft well, what is that okay that is something that was passed down from fear i don't want to be i don't want to be intimate with my spouse because other people are scared and they pass that fear down to me so it was important for me to learn me and myself healthily so that whenever the time comes
1: it's wwe okay oh you just said it In and and I'm such a strong advocate for marriage, especially sexuality, healthy sexuality inside the marriage because I came up strict as well and so these topics all of this we carried it over into our marriage. Mm-hmm. And so we had to relearn us, we had to be reintroduced to God and we had to really find out what we wanted, what we liked outside of the of the bad teaching. That we were taught in the do's and don'ts that we could not find in the scriptures. Come on about sexuality. So, cause
0: it ain't the there.
1: I've searched all over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, um, just being open. to This is, to answer the question about the, to, to keep the relationship spice, transparency, and vulnerability. And educate. We we are heavily educated. In the area <laughs> of um, of sexuality, because it's one of the top three leading causes of reasons why relationships fail: yeah. communication, money, and sex. Not in that order either. Right. So, yeah, get rid of your kids.
0: Sell them off. Get a tribe yeah. early.
1: And you know what, Brittany says it all the time. That especially for young younger mothers, mothers usually have a harder time with that, but. When you miss your kids and they got this sad look on their face, like, why y'all going out of town? She had to explain to them it's going to help us stay together so that you all don't have to go through seeing us being divorced. Come on. So it's really an investment. The, the section that we do out of town, glory to God, <laughs> is for our children's <laughs> future. We're doing it for y'all. <laughs>
0: i love it so much so there yeah, this is, is for y'all. this is for you okay while you over there crying you. Uh, you need to be rejoicing all right where's where's your praise do you know them? okay oh, <laughs> but there's a movie that just came out it was um it's from a st louis based production company kmw productions it's called a gift of grace you can find it on amazon prime one of my podcast um family they interviewed um some of the cast and the crew of a gift of grace on um, mms media's network uh what's your take media a gift of grace is a movie it is um, uh, faith-based and the w- the wife in the movie is exactly what you expressed. She was like, I miss my babies. They were gone for one night and she ruined their night alone by, com- by being sad about the kids and the girls are gone and why aren't you, you know, understanding my plight, missing my babies. And I'm just watching that like, you're the one.
1: Yeah, you're the
0: reason. You're the reason people out here miserable in marriage. So Uh I'm grateful that you said that. Okay. Because it's real. It's real. Bless bless y'all and all your learnings. Okay. Yeah. Come on, Baptist Fit. (laughs) So another listener question that I think is really important is... Regarding self-sacrifice And toxicity Now I came up with a couple of, of areas From this particular uh, Segment When it comes oh, to marriage God. Yeah we getting in there real good um, What can people do Married and single And what you know How did you do this How did you Ward off Temptations when they arose Cause you know we in day and age where don't nobody believe in clothes anymore. Uh, For real, for real. You go out to dinner and you got on a bathing suit with some fishnets. So it's just not much is left up to the imagination. So really, whatever your temptation is, all you have to do is either open up your social media account. All you got to do is have eyes and you'll see somebody that's out here selling the goods for free. So how, what can you say to people to understand temptation while they're married, newly married, etc.
1: I love the question. Yeah. I'm gonna back to, hopefully I don't, but I'm, I'm gonna keep going back to this because I think that it is something that, especially in our, our day, in our time, in our culture, we have been through so much trauma. We've been through so much pain. There's so much going on in our country. And as a result of that, the scripture even says that in the last days that the love of many would wax cold. Mm. And so, so many of us in an attempt to protect ourselves are growing hard and mm. callous and private and um, isolated. And so I keep using this word vulnerability because in your relationships, it is going to require uh, in a tremendous amount of courage to be vulnerable, mm. not just vulnerable about the things that you are good at, not just vulnerable about the things that you are um, um, fearful of, but vulnerable about the areas of your life, your sexuality, your mental, your past, your trauma, etc., that are ugly. Yeah. So, so the question: What do you do about sexual temptation inside the marriage? You've got to be. Okay, long story <laughs> short, we were at a, I had an emotional affair probably, I want to say like five years in.
0: Come on and tell and your so, business.
1: Come on. Oh, we, I, y'all can have all my business. So we're sitting at the dinner table. It's me, Brittany, my core, uh, my brother, his wife, Bishop, who's who the one who uh, introduced us or hooked us up, and his wife. So the statement that he made to me, he said, you're gonna have to let your wife inside of your world, your private thoughts. I grew up alone, so I'm introverted. So I'm naturally, I'm a processor. So when this affair came out, he said, you're gonna have to let your wife into your brain, into your world, and I said, that makes no sense because the only thing that's going to do is cause an argument.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why would I do this?
1: <laughs> yeah, you just you just want me to piss them off even the more? <laughs> so I'm looking at my brother at the table like, are you really going to go with this? Like, you know where I come from. You know what I am. You know I'm a whore in my heart. How am I going <laughs> to tell this woman that I am what I am? I love you. I'm committed, but, you know, your boy, your boy used to be out here. So it, <laughs> Me at the time, in my young brain, what he was saying, but fast forward some years later, what I come to understand that he's saying and this is the answer to your question was that you've got to build your relationship with so much truth and so much transparency, mm. just um, dump it on that person. The yeah. truth sometimes can be administered in doses. Yes, in- so I may not be able to give you my whole truth today, but as our relationships get stronger as trust becomes more fortified we should be able to have a conversation at some point in our relationship about anything mhm so you and your your man having a friendship a strong friendship first y'all probably be, could have stronger conversations or di- more difficult conversations early on than me and Brittany could have
0: let me tell you <laughs> they didn't got real they didn't got okay. deep and that's good I'm talking to the point where I'm like, okay, after I say this, we're gonna be done. Like, there's no way that you're gonna be cool with what I gotta say. And instead, cause would already been leading to this like deep vulnerability, I share the thing and it's like, okay, give me a minute to process. Oh, like you wanna process here in the moment? Like you don't wanna bounce? What? Yeah, that's love. Okay. We on to something. So yeah, to your point. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's rare. Because it honestly it started with <clears throat> with me being real. Like, hey, you know that thing that's happening? I, I ain't with it. So enjoy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. See ya. But then I had we to were, go ahead. What are you gonna say? Don't say it again. I want to hear you. That allowed me to number one give us hold a standard this here is a no-no. And then it allowed me to give the opportunity for him to meet me there. So after that first time it was like, okay, I can't keep being like, oh, well, this is it, bye. Like, no, you you gotta give some room to have some conversation and you can't be so hard where you're like, it's my way or the highway. Boundaries are boundaries, yeah, but you also have to like lean into it and and allow some conversation to happen.
1: And I think another area of temptation that we don't talk about, especially church folks, is the word, ta- I love this word, taboo.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When you it and you speak it out of your mouth and you let the person that you're in the relationship with know what's going on, you know what the temptation is, it takes the taboo out of it because a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of people who have a taboo component or a secretive component, what taboo is is basically, I get um, pleasure from doing something that I'm not supposed to be doing mm-hmm. in, in this form. So when I'm hiding it, I'm giving it power. Yeah. But I tell somebody, I'm taking the taboo out of it and putting it in the light.
0: It's Shame's cousin. Yeah, Come on now.
1: I wish. It, I need to steal that. That's stolen. Because <laughs> that as is you're stolen.
0: as you're saying that, I'm like. The only the difference that it sounds like is the courage to not be ashamed of it.
1: There you go. There you go. Taboo- and what you said about about <clears throat> about him potentially having the option to leave you mm-hmm. if you said what was true. Mm-hmm. You gotta fight for that exactly true.
0: Oh yeah, that was I had that conversation with myself before having it with him.
1: Are you gonna be honest? Yeah.
0: We're going to tell oh the truth God. for real, for real? Oh, yeah, you really yeah. love him. If you finna actually tell the... Come on. Yeah. All right, then. Go ahead and ain't get your no.
1: Ain't nobody got nothing on you.
0: Now, see, uh, one and day when I to... tell the testimony, now, nah, come on, you would have thought I was filthy if I didn't tell yeah. this thing. You'd have probably yep. been like, all right, Shears, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to oh hold you. But yeah, yeah. That is so good. Because I, I temptation is real, and we talk about it from a very um, mm, disconnected place sometimes. Like, yeah, you know, the normal things like being tempted by boobs or being tempted by, you know, gray sweatpants or Ooh. being <laughs> being tempted by, you know, attention. You know what I'm saying? So one of the other questions that I I really thought was important to to bring out was um, being single in your marriage. Learning the art of, it's not just about me anymore. How did you, how was it for you to go from being a single person to, it's not really just about me. I have to communicate, I have to share. I have to prefer you in areas I never really had to care about in this way. <laughs>
1: uh, who, who, I want to know who's asking these questions because they they own it.
0: Oh, this one is a me. I am a. I am. Oh, this, this is okay, What?
1: Well, yeah. nah, I'm taking my. I'm taking my credit back. Never mind. <laughs> no, no, no.
0: Give it back. Come on, come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when the, when the scripture says uh, the two shall become one flesh, that is a mystery. And I used to think that for everybody, that just happens the moment that you slip those rings on. But that really, you gotta grow into that because there's a constant leaving of what you were behind and what you were taught that doesn't mm-hmm. serve the marriage. So we call, if you if you ask someone, how long does Jell-O take to be ready in a refrigerator? Mm-hmm. There's really no set time because it depends on the temperature of the refrigerator. Everybody's Come refrigerator on. is at temperature. So the, the process for dying from my singleness, it came with dying to me. It, it came, but can I tell you, this, if I could just answer the question as simple as possible, shame was really one of the leading causes of, as to why. I was still single-minded for as long as I was.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa! Come on, let's just go into that real. Because I'm gonna be honest,
1: <clears throat> yeah.
0: that is one of the things that makes me nervous anytime I embark on another level of vulnerability. Because I've I've never really been. I never thought I was a closed-off person. Until I started getting in real good with Jesus, I started getting with some Holy Ghost filled people, Holy Ghost filled friends. And one one time someone legitimately said, Ariana, you act like you you are wearing a black sheer dress and no one can see you. I said, Oh. So what you're saying is, I think I'm I'm being all all secretive and mysterious, and and pretty much I'm not. Like, yeah, we can see all of that hurt all of that pain, all of that disappointment, but you're acting like you're good. So for me, it was hard to understand like, oh, there's a part of me that has to actually be open, not my version of open. And it was daunting for a second, because I'm not a closed person, but to learn there's even more that I can get. Layers,
2: yeah.
0: Onion, okay? Onion, I wasn't ready. So how did, what, how where did shame come in for you?
1: See, shame for me came in with, um, there's a word I love, another word called sabotage.
0: Mm-hmm. Are yeah. we twins? When's your birthday?
1: Come on, man. I'm a <laughs> cat.
0: I'm not, sorry. I'm a Cap. so. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's down to sex. But, um okay ask your question again
0: where did shame come in specifically for you in stripping of your signalness
1: in the fear of people leaving so abandonment Mm -hmm. rejection so I'm going to I'm not I'm going to withhold I'm going to process the conversation in my head before I have it out loud with you and if I process the conversation in my head and I already get my answer from what I think that you're going to say, then I don't need to have the conversation with you because I already know what you're going to say. Lord. So all, this, <laughs> so all of this going on in my head, it killed my communication. It killed my um, concern for the whole because what this is the goal. My goal was I got to protect me. I mm. got to protect my <laughs> And that's how it kept me single. Minded, I Lord. gotta protect my pain. I can't let you. I I can't say anything or do anything to make you leave me.
0: Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is so uh, good. <laughs> ah, do you know that I am so sure that that is where a great deal of folks are sitting yeah. right now? Because real. nobody likes to be alone. Number one. Well, that's right. a lie. People do like to have their People like to have their alone time, but as far as like, oh yeah, I want to be with me. State only, of
1: existence.
0: Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying?
1: And if they do say that it's pain talk.
0: Pain because uh they left before so I'm just going to me cuz can not nobody do me dirty if I'm by myself? okay if that is you i'm sorry i'm not poking fun but that is how people sound okay because there's people out there for real for real but seriously it that is what it sounds like coming out because god didn't create us to be alone and that doesn't even mean just you know like relationship um he created us for community we need each other you can't be all here about no man is an island what was that Casting and clowns that came out with that song no man is an island. We can be found. I don't remember. <clears throat> one of, one of them did it. But I'm glad you mentioned that because that is very, 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 very important. All right, next, love languages. Okay, how much <laughs> how much of you communicating your spouse's love language is you sustaining versus God sustaining?
1: Wait, wait, wait! You gotta ask that again. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta run that back
0: <laughs> When it comes to Communicating your spouse's Love language How much of it is you Sustaining versus God Sustaining like what did it look Like for you to realize oh wow She actually prefers Acts of service and not gifts Not saying that is y'all situation But that's a, a common mm-hmm. Um, qualm that I have heard in marriages that I thought she wanted all the 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 Louis and the Gucci's and the rings and the jewelry and you know shoes and purses. I thought she wanted all that when really she's like, just take out the daggone trash and pick your mm-hmm. kids up from practice and you can mm-hmm. have all the booty all the days,
2: mm-hmm. like yeah,
0: all so, the days of your life. All the days of your life, you can get it. So. What? How much of you learning your spouse's love language was you realizing like, oh, okay, this I can do, and okay, I need God to help me with this part.
1: Oh, the communication. When, when we first got, I was not a. My father would ask me when he first met me. He would say, "This is this is, like we laugh about this all the time." He would say, "John, are you hungry?" And I would say like hungry hungry or like a little bit hungry <laughs> and he would, say, he would say you know what I'm going to bash my head against this steering wheel I'm not going to do this <laughs> with you today I would just overanalyze everything because mm-hmm. my mind I'm saying if you take me to a, a nice restaurant and I only eat a little bit here goes the shame again are you going to be mad at me mm-hmm. because of how much I did not eat
0: that's so good
1: so, what I, I, I'm seeing this a lot, uh, especially with millennials in relationships, we do what is the easiest for us as far as love language. Mm,
0: you are not lying.
1: So, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you what's easiest for me to give you, not what you're saying. That you want, because what you're saying yeah. that you want may, may may require that I come out of my what, my shame.
0: Come on, and my comfort zone.
1: In my comfort zone. So, to, so Brittany's love language is communication. If you love me, you gotta talk to me. Yeah. So we had a whole bunch of head because I'm like, listen, I'm a rubby, I'm a, I'm a feeler, I'm a toucher. <laughs> my love language is physical touch. So you need to. Know that I got these hands
0: all over you, woman. I god That's so <laughs> funny. I'm learning that. I so so. I'm learning that the love languages adjust or that they evolve, because yeah. I, yeah. for the longest time, my top was words of affirmation. It still is up there, but my last one, very low, was physical touch, <clears throat> right. and my booze his like I think his is he's tied with number one for physical touch so he likes the holding hands like while we're driving he'll like ask for my hand so he can just hold it while he's driving
1: oh sir, yes, sir. yeah he's
0: the best um hugs like if you know uh, the if he's coming over or I'm going to see him if I walk in the door and I'm not greeting him with like like a hug and a kiss like it's whoa what's up like are you mad and so for me that wasn't really like a thing before or I thought. It wasn't a thing before because of that shame factor. Like, no, I shouldn't. I shouldn't want it. It's like whatever you want to give. But because he's just like openly like, where's your hand? Or if you were, you know, sitting on the couch, can our feet need to touch? Something like that. Now I'm like, I like that. So I look for it too. And now I'm like, oh wow, this is a part of me that I shunned because of the shame factor. I shouldn't want all of this. But the freedom that he has in it, I'm like, dang, do I actually like Fiscal touch a little
1: bit? Huh? He I mean, opened you up.
0: And then opened up all the things. I'm like, okay, well this is nice. So that part was really um, comforting for me because he's a a very genuinely like healthy person so to see him just healthily be like yeah this is what i do like and this is what i don't like i it frees me up to be able to explore the things that i didn't know that i could explore about myself which leads me to another question boundaries can you tell me about some boundaries that were either learned or openly expressed in your marriage that ended up being really important for you all to be a healthy marriage?
1: Boundary, yes. I'm I'm thinking of several.
0: And it can be G- either like, give you- it can either be like personal boundaries, like for yourself, like I need this, or she needed this, or like together we don't allow this, or together we need this so we can be straight.
1: I got you. Um communication is like and I, and I don't I don't usually hear people talk from a from the perspective of um, boundary, but for her, you have to talk to me. Whether it's platonic relationship, like she's she is naturally a confronter. So she's my colour <clears> lady. <throat> yeah. So she wants like if there's an issue, a a a um a crossing of a boundary would be deliberate silence.
2: Mm. So she's in
1: a relationship with somebody and they say, Hey, we're friends or we're, um, we are in covenant together. And there is not constant communication. If there is not the freedom and the latitude to communicate freely, that's a red, that's a, what they call now the red flag. <laughs> that's a red flag. Yeah. So for, for me, um, this is a petty boundary. But it's, yet it's still still legitimate. Um, if I call you friend or we're in covenant, you can't go off. Oh. You can't like you can't. You can go off on somebody else, <laughs> but especially if I'm trying to help you, you can't flip out. Yeah. You get like probably two times, depending <laughs> on how close you are in my heart. But like just flipping out and going off and cussing and, and going off on me. Oh no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. now some of that's trauma in there I'm not saying that it ain't but I just don't I don't do well with uh people that I call flipping you if you're gonna be in my space gonna be in my life you have to have a certain level of self-control yeah yeah I can I understand going off on somebody else you know we can talk about going off on me I can't no. yeah you're not like gonna, talk, you're gonna talk to me or nice
0: and you ain't gonna talk to me at all <laughs> So Exactly <laughs> So for the two of y'all, what's a boundary that y'all have together? Like for instance, um like for me, I expressed, you know, if there's someone that is coming on to you like I get I get that, that's gonna happen. You're attractive, I'm attractive. If I told you every single person that was like, Hey, let me get your number, we'd be on the phone all day long. So it is what it is. But if it's a situation where it's someone who keeps coming up or around you for work or someone who's going to keep like popping up, I need to know that. So yeah. our boundary is if it's someone who is either showing that they have no boundaries or someone who is kind of like insistently trying to pursue we need to be in communication on what's happening or something that's trying to like approach you. That's just one thing that we would do because of the nature of of our work. So for y'all, what's a couple boundary where y'all are like, "Mm, we need this to survive.
1: I got you. Um, So probably once we have a date night, Mm it's Thursday night. Every Thursday night, we shut everything down, hell high water, we out. Yes. So on the day night, we do check in.
0: Mm.
1: One of those things is: Have you seen someone this week that you find attractive? Oh! So this is the this is the um, this is the safety of it. So I think it was like three years ago, and this goes back to the previous question that that the listener asked about temptation. Mm-hmm. This is going to be boundaries and temptation. So at this point in time in our marriage, I'm working overnight, and she's working day. So we are coming and going. We're missing each other. So ships. we have built. There you go. So we have built this boundary in our relationship that if you if you feeling somebody, or somebody's feeling you, or you you peeping somebody, that you'll say I saw so and so today, and they look good to me. So. We were re- we were reading this book, The Anatomy of an Affair, and it was talking about transparency and building a relationship to the point that it's strong enough. Real quick, to me.
0: your shame alert was probably on ten.
1: Oh yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> oh, oh, listen, this, this chick, old, 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 old little thing thing, at my job, <laughs> walks up to me. She asked me like three different questions three different nights. So I thought the questions were harmless. They weren't sexual or anything. So I told Brittany a little shorty at the job, to, to ask me this, she was like, she like it. Huh? And I was like, how do you know, how, how do y'all women know that a woman oh, is silly, know. you ain't seen her, you ain't, you, we nothing. We know, we know. She said, she wants you. So I said, whatever. <laughs> so the third night, boundaries. The third night, she said, the girl, she said, um, Mr. Mary, I told her I was married. She said, Mr. Mary, man, I got a question for you. Mm. Now, it's her and I, way back in the corner in this distribution plant, post
2: office.
1: Mm-hmm. She, she, she says, I want to know, can I touch you? I said, oh. <gasps> woman of <again>. God. <laughs> uh, uh. It's about 4 a.m. in the morning, and it's nobody but her and I, way in the corner, I wasn't prayed up. I didn't I didn't have time to speak in tongues. I didn't have to, my phone went with, with me. And so it caught me. So I, I got nervous. I, I usually get nervous. And <laughs> <laughs> sweating. And I started stuttering Shears. So this was my response. I said, girl, you better get on somewhere. So I turned my back to her and kept working. Shears. Just honest to God and truth. I'm true. <laughs> she touched your booty. I turned. No, listen. I I, I would have, I would have disintegrated if that would have (laughs) happened. I turned around and she's still standing in the same spot, looking at me. She says, "You didn't give me an answer." (gasps) oh Oh, No! Jesus! I said what? I cannot remember what I said. I said you didn't give. Now she wasn't ugly. She was bad. Hello,
0: we wouldn't be having this conversation if she was ugly.
1: it's it, it not temptation, unless at a level of appeal. Come on. So the end of the story is I didn't. I, I passed. I don't know how I passed. Good job. But the end of the story is that morning, we when we had our date night check in, she came up. The chick came up, and it was a really a relationship building test because what I was able to take the taboo out of it by saying yes. This is, you were right. This was the chick, you know. And I wanted to. God no, You know, I had to say, oh, I wanted to. Come on now. Oh, you know, I
0: got to
1: keep it a 100. I wanted to.
0: You wanted oh. to be like, look, all right, you can get a little bit. get a little taste, okay?
1: Y'all don't want to be real tonight. You Y'all little, don't want to be look, real tonight. Look, if you
0: give me a quick squeeze and then get out of
1: here. Come on, yeah. Now, come on. Now, go on. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> don't come tell
0: me. nobody. Just go ahead and get your little handful and get on out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to
2: be real tonight.
0: <laughs> That's the point, okay? I'm so proud of you. 4 a.m., 4 a.m. Every day. Look, 4 a.m.
1: The priests come out at night. Thank Y'all know you what very much. After, come after,
0: after on. It's right before the sun come up. We know what happens when you turn on the light and there's roaches. They scatter, okay? That sun is coming up and that that lusty lusty is like, look, hurry up before the lights come on. What you doing? (laughs) It's real, okay? So I appreciate that so much. We could honestly, literally be talking forever, but I have one, two, three, technically four things to go over real, real quick. Now I'm going to let you pick. Do you want to encourage the people? You are my questions regarding encouragement or do you want some more of the spicy?
1: Man, let's spice it up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I need to watch uh, <clears> the, <throat> watch the, I'm going to name a famous preacher. You can watch an encouraging preacher. Like we got enough encouragement. Spice, <laughs> Come on, up.
0: that's facts. So this one is from a single man. He asks, what keeps you coming back every day? What keeps you waking up every day and saying yes, Ooh. I choose her?
1: Right, sir, I need to. That's cold blooded. You can meet
0: him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> um. What keeps me coming back?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Is really, I hope this doesn't sound harsh. I listened to the last part, but that sounds so harsh. Um. <laughs> it's my commitment to God,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that's why your question earlier about common law. I I love Oklahoma, but I don't don't love Oklahoma like that. (laughs) I love God more than I love Brittany, if that makes sense.
0: Come on and get into my later topics.
1: My father told, this was at the time of doing this emotional affair years ago, and he said to Brittany, he said, if you leave him, he was upset because um, I wasn't... we weren't having enough time together with me pastoring and her working etc mm-hmm. and and he said to her if you leave him he's still going to have to do ministry he's, he's still going to belong to God
2: mm-hmm. so you're going to
1: have to get with his purpose
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and ride his, his boat with him if you want him because mm-hmm. even if you leave him he still belongs to God so <clears throat> there was another situation that arose and I told Brittany, I said, I'm, I'm choosing you because I love God. I'm choosing the relationship because cause sometimes she's, she's upset me. And I've upset her yeah. more times than she's upset me. <laughs> but it is my commitment to God. It is my love for God. And, and as a result of that, I'm able to love my wife. I'm able to love my family and protect my family. But all of that comes out of my commitment toward the father. The Bible says that a man that doesn't c- take care of his wife or his household is worse than an infidel and he yeah. denies the faith.
0: Yes. It's one of my favorites. It was God first. God first. And then you can choose her. This is so good. This next one, I Come think up. you're going to like this one too. How are you approaching life as a married man to benefit you? And is that even a thing? <laughs>
1: Well, I think that anything that benefits me is benefiting the whole.
0: Okay, do tell. If
1: it's, if it's if it's benefiting, so I had a problem with resting. Rest was something that I have just recently embraced.
0: Good job. Because
1: I thought that, I'm telling that, come on, let's clap, I need to clap. <laughs> because I thought that in order to be valued, to feel valued, that I had to constantly be doing something because doing something was associated with work. Yeah. So when I'm resting, I'm able to be um, better present for my wife. Yeah. I'm able to be better present for the relationship for my children. So I, I don't, I'm, I used to be um, very bad on just self doing anything for yourself Mm
2: -hmm. you know
1: deny yourself and don't don't take no bubble bath don't get no massage (laughs) don't you know don't don't because I was taught and it wasn't it was subconsciously she was taught that you know you're not supposed to do anything for yourself Mm -hmm. you're not supposed to buying, new nothing so so there was a time that I would buy brilliant purse before I bought myself a pair and and I would feel bad about buying myself something Mm -hmm. so that's what I mean when I say if it benefits you in a if it's healthy, then it will benefit the relationship because they take what I give them.
0: Right. So one thing that I I like to do as a single governmentally single person is um, is making sure that I do things that will help me, like you're saying, that will help me overall. So I'm a massage therapist. So I have allowed myself to, you know, in people who are close to me You need a massage I got you But if I'm constantly doing that for others Who is my Like I need a person I need a massage therapist oh, So I the will make A massage
1: therapist need a massage therapist
0: Yeah Cause uh we be carrying y'all problems and stuff And now we in, That's dead So I <laughs> I do my best to, you know, get massages and make sure I'm taking time for myself. And I don't accept and I have set up my schedule for that so that I'm not getting burned out. And I'd be telling people, I'm sorry, I'm not available that day. Um, so for me, it, like my personal time is really important is would you say that you have built into your day, your personal time, your things? Is that something that also adds to like benefiting you like you going to the gym?
1: Yes. It's mental health. Yeah. I, I, working out, exercising for me is a time to decompress. Just like when you go to work, if any of you that are listening have children, you get off of work before you go into the house, you sit in the car for 30 minutes, you sit in the car <laughs> for 45 minutes. That is Take the long necessary. way home.
0: Take the long way that home. That
1: is necessary because you got to take that world that you just came out of off
2: mm-hmm. because
1: if you give it to your fellas if you give that to your woman she is by her anatomy a receiver yeah so if you don't like what you are getting back we gotta check what we get
0: alright um, church we will stand at this time <laughs> um, if, if the ushers can prepare the offering in the back um, if you all can prepare. Standing
1: all over the building.
0: All over the building. Hands are lifted. Because <laughs> that was bars, okay? Oh, there is a conversation that I have with one of my good um, uh, podcast uh, uh, sisters, um, Christy Danielle. We have the best conversations about... Um, women and how we receive and understanding who we are as women and that piece about the receiver is real and I think a lot of the conversations that happen around women learning how and what they're receiving sometimes we got to realize you're working with what you got So what are you getting? What are you receiving? What are you taking in? Um, That's even naturally, you know, um, literally physically, if you are being intimate with someone, their pH can throw your pH as a woman off. It's the same thing emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Watch what you're taking in. That's real good right there. That's really good. Another question was how do you keep your identity? Your face. <laughs> Coming
1: with a question.
0: Yeah, um, we gotta get these people free.
1: We gotta get them free. I'm, I'm gonna do my. I'm gonna do my best. How do you keep your identity? Uh-huh. You know what to say? Like? Keep it. Yep. Oh my God. Well, I didn't. I found out. I didn't come into manhood when I got married. I was still a boy when I got married. Hmm. So I found my identity through marriage. We had a stillborn the first year of our marriage. So the child passed, and it was that the child passed, Jalen, she passed on a Friday. That Sunday morning, we mourned all Friday. Saturday we cried. So Sunday morning, this is identity, Sunday morning, um i get out of the bed and i put my it was first sunday as a matter of fact so it was clergy mm-hmm. so I, I get my uh, play keyboard at the time so i put my clothes on and Brittany says to me where are you going and i said i'm going to church she said right after passed and i said yes she said well if you're going to church then i guess i'm going with you now she was speaking physically but that was also spiritual. Mm-hmm. So it was that day that my dedication to God and my purpose brought her into my purpose. With She, she came with me. Mm-hmm. So I found my identity. Let's fast forward. This is the last question. Can we make this the finale? Is this the finale? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> We, I agree through that very differently than she did. I told y'all I, I'm an introvert. She's very outspoken, very verbal. So she thought uh, through about five years that I didn't care that our first child had passed. So fast forward five years later, we are in at our church and we're reading over our ministerial assessment and Brittany, Came across mine. We're grading them. And Brittany reads my assessment, identity. And one of the questions was around the same question that the listener just asked, how did to, how to you know, explain your identity and God, what was one of the most difficult challenges of your ministry or your life up until this point? So I started talking about how I moved through the grief of my child oh. and it was through worship. And Brittany is reading my essay and she bust out into tears and she said, I thought he didn't care. I, I just thought he didn't care. But I talked about how worship was my way, reaching to God was how I found God and how I kept my sanity. And that's how I found God in my man's my identity. It oh, was through my purpose. Gosh. So I say purpose is really a big deal to me because I would not still be married had it not been for the purpose of God, yeah. God, God, God. God.
0: Oh Jesus
1: I'm giving y'all all my business here let's go.
0: That's all your business. So all of it hmm, I'm I'm stunned for two reasons. One, your wife is amazing because to go yeah, five years and to not you know have that chip outward chip on her shoulder, it's powerful because y'all i'm assuming you never talked about it if she's reading how you felt on paper five years of okay god that's your son but we rocking with him Yep. you know what i'm saying that's powerful we're gonna have to get her on the podcast okay we're gonna get her on and i love that you you finishing that question it honestly led to something you already said, which is why I, I just so love that, that you love the Lord and he heard you cry. Because <clears throat> the last one was uh, something that was stated last time, which was Apostle Hicks said this. God said to him, he must love God more than he loves his wife and that's what helped him love her and keep loving her so we'll end it with the the even though you want another preacher to give the encouragement it's okay um final thing you can say to those who are currently married those who are looking for marriage how do they take that task on to love god more than they love the person they're with and do it
1: Well, oh my God, that's a book. It is a book.
0: To
1: answer it, it is a book. To answer it in in short, uh, um, we can find God in the scriptures. I read the book of I taught the book of Romans. This is as short as I can answer it. (laughs) I got saved all over again a couple of years. I think it was year before last. Because when I read Romans, I find out how much God loves me. The synoptic mm-hmm. gospels tell what Jesus did. It's not until we get to the book of Romans that explains why he did. Mm-hmm. So when I when I read Romans without any pre anything and just read what he did for us, I say, wait a minute. I know he loved everybody. But <laughs> this, he loves me as an individual. So that's to, to answer your question we've got to go to his word. We've got to go into his word Come to on. find out who he is and, and it, it for me it made so much sense why so much had happened in my life that I did not have answers for. When the scripture mm. says and we know things work together for the good of them that love Him, and are the called according to His purpose.
0: That's the word. So that's that's that's
1: Romans. That's that's
0: eight twenty-eight. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that's how that's how that's how that came to be. I found God in searching His Word, in chasing after Him, worship. If I got a secret sauce. Is I am I'm a I just love Him. And I love him even the more after reading from a clear understanding what he did for me and how much was on the line, how much he suffered. So he's got big plans for us. So I wanna encourage every one of you that are married that love the person that you are with, fall in love with Jesus, fall in love with him. And that will make you a greater lover for the person that you are with he's the ultimate prototype of love.
0: That's facts. Oh, this is so... God, what a benediction.
1: Ooh, this, this was fresh out. We didn't fresh have no script. Off,
0: no, no script! I, I prefer mm. a non-scripted conversation. You get the that real. You. you know what I'm saying? I... <clears throat> let me be clear. I, I appreciate that you are a preacher. That's fine and dandy. However... I so enjoy the sermon of your life. I so enjoy hearing and being able to ask questions and being able to dig in and dive in and to just open up and talk about number one, how does the word apply? How have you applied the word to your life? And it's always bars. It's always gems. Um, You can't be a faker. (laughs) You can't be a faker and get the type of power and transparency and openness and raw, good wisdom if you ain't living the life for real. I I just thoroughly appreciate your walk. I appreciate your yes. Yeah, I am blessed to know you. Very much so.
1: Likewise.
0: Well, I do what I can. You know what I'm saying? Just a, just a, <laughs> just you know, a sinner yet saved by the love of God.
1: I think that transparency helps people in ways that we don't even know. And I promised God and myself and everybody around me that I would tell as much as I believe people could handle, mm-hmm. because this was People are just dealing with real stuff, you know
0: yes absolutely and that is why uh, the rendezvous podcast um uh, yes. uh where faith meets destiny is important to me because when you sit down and you have a, a conversation with somebody when you have a friend date when you have a real date when you have a sister date a brother date that's your opportunity to sit down and come together and understand and that's what i think faith meeting destiny does at the rendezvous We understand how does your life cross with the things that you're experiencing every day? Yeah. You meet with God. This has been amazing. I'm so grateful. I can't wait to listen to it. This was spicy. Yeah, this was, and this happened on a Friday. So you know, we had to get, get good and real on a Friday night. I had to make it worth your while. So I appreciate you very much. well um, worth it. Is there anything you would like to share with the audience about what you have coming up, where they please tell them also where they can find you um, and all the good mm-hmm.
1: things. I love that. I'm on. I call it one church, two campuses, <laughs> one church, two locations on <laughs> my Facebook content <laughs> and my Instagram content. There's two different, two different uh, audiences. Yes, it is. I'm on Facebook. John Riles R-I-A-L-S and then my oh my god I didn't even know my Instagram my Instagram is just John Riles Mm -hmm. just my name but I'm both of those we have some um, men only and women only sessions the the panorama has thrown another uh, another detour in our plans and so when we get back to those as soon as these numbers kind of go down we're going to be doing some of those any of you that are listening um to the podcast, I want to be part of those? Just follow one of my social medias, Facebook or the Gram, and uh, I'm on Clubhouse too. I really don't do much. I need, I know I need to, I need to get on the house a little bit more. But on one church, three locations.
0: <laughs> but if he
1: to anything, just follow my social medias, and I'll put that information up there.
0: Yes, you will be blessed because he is a cut up. He loves God for real. So you're not up. even gonna realize, like, oh wow, yeah. I'm laughing and I'm crying. This is good. This is real. Yeah, we just got good. to cut up. Yeah, see, that's why I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate you with the with the last minute change, being ready uh, to take on this task all by yourself. Um, and yes, I can't wait to have you on for more things. And and yeah it's gonna be good we're gonna get you on some other topics too because now you've been talking about love and marriage which is real real good but i want to talk about some other good stuff too okay we're gonna get you on some panel like things come on yes i appreciate you so much thank you all so much for tuning in to the rendezvous podcast y'all have been phenomenal have a great day subscribe 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 apple um, podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you can find podcasts. Again, this has been your host, Ariana Shears, with the Rendezvous Podcast.